Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hand. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our never-ending I Work For Him desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about faith at work. Today, we are talking about empowering men to pursue others and to win every race. We have on the show with us today, Pete O'Shea and Eli Gonzalez joining us for the discussion. I believe that as we kick off the show today, we need to keep in mind Philippians 3, 12 to 14, as we strain toward the goal. Now that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, or that I am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And what a lead into just uh, our first guest on the show today. As his book launched today, it is a man who definitely is looking to the upward call to God and looking ahead to what we have to offer. Pete O'Shea, welcome. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? We are doing great. There's a lot more yeah. room here today, Pete. And you know, when I was listening, I'm saying to myself, when did Jim get so much better at this? <laughs> I it was I've been trained by the best. Uh, it was. It's been a joy to sit alongside Jim, uh, see his mentorship, and now see it fed into uh, the show today. Awesome, man! So good to be with you guys. I'm so excited for the Empower conferences. You know, each week we get closer to it. I feel the Holy Spirit really gearing it up. You know, 
and just getting it to the point where when we get there in May, it's just going to be life-altering for all of us in so many ways. Absolutely, Pete. And I think as we uh, look at that conference and and especially your involvement in it and how you're going to feed into the, the men's lives, I'm so pumped today. I saw you on Facebook uh, opening up your new book, which arrived, and you look like a little kid in the candy shop, just so excited. Yeah. Pain was my friend. A powerful, powerful true story, years in the making about how you suffered, the miracles you went through, the triumphs. Tell us more about that book, Pete. You know, when I was 19 years old, just a little boy almost, pretty much. Well, I don't think I was ever little. I was born very, very big. But anyways, uh, I got in a really bad car wreck, and I had what's called a spondylolisthesis in my spine. I know when I say that, you want to say God bless you, but it's a bad <laughs> spine injury uh, where the whole vertebrae has come forward and out of line. And so uh, the, uh, the surgeons wanted to put the screws and plates and all that in me. I said, no, I won't do that. They said, well, by the time you're 30, you wish you would, you know, had. You wish you were dead. Your leg won't work. You won't be able to do anything. You'll be in horrible pain. I said, well, that sounds better than what you guys are offering. So I went with that. I didn't do the surgery at 19. At 36, I kind of come off the road from stand-up because I couldn't take it anymore. My body just was completely falling apart. My leg didn't work at all. You guys could have both jumped up and down on my foot, and I wouldn't have felt it for hours at a time. That's how bad it was. There was no, no feeling at all. Went back to the same open uh, open back surgeon guy, and uh, he, I signed up. I was desperate, but I knew I was wrong. I knew that wasn't the right move, and God sent me a vision that night, fellas. And here's the major part. Here's the, the miracle. Uh, God said, go find a guy that does it different. There's a gifted guy out there. I want you to go find him. You tell him, I said, give you the surgery, give you a job, and the failure to assist you will lead to his eternal damnation. And the vision ended. And I found him. I found the surgeon. He's down here in Florida, and uh, he did the surgery arthroscopically with a laser and a camera. Well, I watched. I was awake for the whole thing. And when it was over, he uh, walked to the other side of the room, and he said, okay, walk over here. I said, man, that's not funny. You know I can't walk. You know, that's, that's cruel. How could you be that cruel? He says, nah, I'm pretty sure we did the job. I got that nerve free. Come on, walk on over here. And I stood up, and I walked right to him right off the operating table. Split off myself and walked right to him, and I've been walking ever since. So... When someone says to me, I'm not sure God performs miracles, I will tell you I'm a walking, breathing billboard for the fact that he does, in fact, uh, perform miracles every day. And I've been pretty much in one form or another working for him ever since and trying my best to pay it forward, to go back into the burning car and get the rest of them out of there. Anyone who suffers in any kind of chronic pain needs to know that uh, the book, Pain With My Friend, will show you there's hope. It's a, it's a hope that everybody can share in our Lord, knowing that, Anything is possible with God. I mean, I'm walking, living proof of that, guys. And, and uh, God told me to write the book. He really did. He said, now is the time. I need you to get out there and start telling there's too many people in pain. you got to help them out. And so uh, that's the plan is for everybody to see it and say, hey, wait. I'm going to speak it into the affirmative. I want to say it out loud. I'm going to get my miracle, too, just like Pete did. I'm going to get out of pain. I don't want to see anybody suffer, so I'm going to be at it until we get everybody out of pain, guys. So, Pete, I know this was a 17-year journey, nonstop chronic pain that you suffered through. Um, how do you go from some of the anger, the bitterness that comes with that to, to find the forgiveness in your heart to move forward? That's an excellent question. Really, what you've got to do is you've got to do several things with that. You've got to go to God at that point and say to him, fix me, heal me, okay? Get me through this. And for me in particular, this is what God did with me. He said, I want you to find the biblical character that most reminds you of yourself. And for me, that was Paul. And so he has me every night when I, before I go to bed, this has been going on for years now, I read the Acts of the Apostles again, specifically the part about the road to Damascus. And I, I play the scene out in my head as a 3D image, okay? And, and he asked me, God said to me, play the different parts. So let's 
especially when I play a Nias and I take the shackles off Paul's eyes and they fall to the ground, I see my anger and my bitterness fall to the ground also. And you're able to convert that back into love and into joy through God. All right? He can convert anything, okay? So anger and bitterness, and then you say, wow, this can't happen. Yeah, it can through God. It can be converted back to joy and love, which is now what I get to share when I stay on the radio every day and everywhere we go, you see me performing in public. I love you and I love Jesus. It's true. That's what it's all about. I have nothing but love now. And it's like uh, a 180 because of God, because you got to get into prayer, you got to get into the Scripture. And here was also the key point to how the book got written, too, guys. I had to forgive the guy who hit me. I, it really took me a long time to do that, more than more time than it should have. Because he wasn't paying attention. He didn't seem to care. He never bothered to check on me. He never came to the hospital. He never, ever checked to see what he did to a 19-year-old boy. But finally... Through the grace of our Lord and through Scripture and prayer, I was able to totally forgive him. And if I seen him right now, I'd give him a big old hug and tell him I love him. Oh, praise the Lord there, Pete. And as we uh, look forward to the, the Empower Conference, we're going to have hundreds of men, uh, fathers, sons, brothers, grandfathers coming together uh, to learn how to pursue God's truth, uh, how to be uh, a better husband, how to feed into their marriage, be leaders uh, in, in all areas of their life, including in the workplace. Uh, how do you see... Uh, what you're going to bring to that conference, just uh, empowering those men to walk out of there and being able to feed into the lives of others. Well, I'm going to get into two different things over the course of the day, but you know, one of them is specifically about love. You just, you know, we were just talking about. But guys, it's so hard for us to express our love. We're doers. We're not thinkers. We're not feelers. We, you know, if you give us something to hammer, we're okay. But if you want us to sit and talk about our feelings and share love with each other, you know, we have to say. If I say to Eli right now, Eli, I love you, bud. And after that, most guys have to say, hey, did you see the game last night and everything was cool and let's go out and uh, let's beat something else. No, we can't. We have to get past that and get to the point where we can truly love and we can understand that tenderness and love and being open and vulnerable doesn't make you less of a man. It actually makes you more of a man. And it allows you to see, feel, and do much more for your family, at your workplace, and all around as a real leader. A real leader is vulnerable. A real leader is open and loving. And so Jesus was the ultimate leader, the ultimate loving, vulnerable, open person. So we need to emulate him. So we're going to have practical ways that we're going to show the guys they can do that. And, and I got to you know. And I got to tell you, Pete, uh, I love you too, brother. Uh, big head and all. <laughs> yeah, and as we look at the advertisements for this uh, conference, Pete, I've got to say that of the four of us on the front of this cover, you've got the uh, the biggest head going, but I think uh, you've also got the biggest heart. So I thank you for that. Well, you know, when you're in Ephesians 6, he talks about the helmet of salvation. I had to sew two of them together so that I'm protected from the enemy. <laughs> So, Eli, as you hear Pete talk and you hear about this idea of brotherly love at the, and how we're going to feed that into men at the conference, uh, there's also other areas where we're going to be able to make a difference in men li- men's lives. What do, what do you think is a, is a reason for men to be coming to this conference? Well, you know, uh, there are just so many reasons to go to any men's conference, really, where, where, where the, the Spirit of Christ will reign. But in this conference in particular... Um, you know, it's called an Empower Conference, and the definitions of Empower is to give someone the authority or power to do something uh, and to make someone stronger and more confident, 
especially at controlling their life or claiming their rights. And uh, the, the, the situation today is that there are far too many Christian men that are living their lives as if it's an uphill battle, when the truth is the battle has been won by Jesus Christ, our Savior. And most Christians know this. Uh, you know, you, you ask somebody that just gets to know the Lord, they know this. Uh, but at this conference, what we're going to do is, is give them applications that they can apply to their everyday life that's going to allow them to live the way Christ has ordained us to live. And that is by loving uh, on one another. And uh, I mean, what I'm really excited about is I love to worship. I, I just love to, to, to raise my hands and, uh, and, uh, and close my eyes and, and sing out of tune and just, uh, <laughs> just glorify the Lord. Um, you know, when we, there's something special in, in worship songs. You know, when we sing uh, uh, these, these songs that are spiritually or, or, or led by the Spirit when they're written, uh, you know, it's, it's a different language. You know, we don't pray like that. We don't talk like that, like like some of the way these songs are written. Uh, and and I just and I'm just so looking forward to to, to worshiping uh, with other men. You know, we're gonna walk in there. Uh, you know, maybe with a lot of things in our in our minds, and uh, you know, the debts and bills and kids and wife. But when you just can raise your hand and just 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 magnify the all powerful God along uh, brothers that you just met. I, I, I just love that. that that's going to be a phenomenal experience. Fantastic. And for those of you out there wondering uh, in Power Conference, what is this that uh, these men are talking about? It's Friday, May 29th and Saturday, May 30th. We're getting together uh, this group of men to learn what it means to pursue other men, to love alongside other men, to feed into their lives, and to empower yourself to win every race as we go forward. Um, so if you would like to participate at all in today's show, uh, don't hesitate to call into our studio line at 855-265-2929. Again, 855-265-2929. We welcome any questions you might have for us on the Empower Men's Conference. Uh, Pete, we've talked about this before. Uh, most conferences you go to, uh, you get inspired, and then you walk out, and two days later, everything's expired. Uh, give me your thoughts on how these men are going to be different coming to the Empower Conference. The idea of this conference is do exactly what you said. Don't just leave it at the door and let it be sustainable and go forward. But, and Eli was saying it too. Practical things, real things they're going to be able to take away with them so that afterwards you keep growing your faith. You keep going and getting closer to the guys you met there that weekend. You're going to make a new best friend that weekend. You're going to have an accountability partner before that weekend is over. And that's going to strengthen you in so many different ways. When we stand alone, we're on an island. Guys can get away with all sorts of stuff. But when we're accountable to each other, when we hold each other to the fire and say, look, you've got to do better, you've got to be more, then all of a sudden you will see yourself grow spiritually, emotionally, and physically. We're going to show you in this conference how to put all those things together. There's going to be a physical workout. There's going to be an emotional time. There's going to be a spiritual time. Like Eli said, there's going to be worship time. By the time you leave there, we will have covered all the bases. So going forward, it isn't just going to expire that weekend. You will, in fact, be empowered. There are so many ways in your life, and don't tell me it's not true, fellas, as you're listening right now, that you need to strengthen yourself, that you need to be more empowered. And so this is the opportunity to do this. Uh, moms, the wives, get the guy this as a Father's Day present, so they come on back, wow, you say, who is this guy? And what happened to my husband? And from there on in, you grow together as a family. The head of the family should be doing Bible study at the house, you should be doing all kinds of things that you know you're not doing when you're sitting there with the remote on Saturday watching the basketball game. Amen. So now, this is how we change that. This is how we change who we are in Christ. If we're not emulating Christ as the father, as the head of the uh, business, as the head of the neighborhood, 
But you know what we did? We just let everybody down, especially ourselves and especially the Lord. So this conference gives you going to give you tons of takeaways. So when you come out of there, you will be transformed. You'll be a new person, a new creature in Christ, as Paul says. And that's exciting. Just thinking about the opportunity is very exciting. It is exciting, and we're looking forward to all of those men that get to come together, get to lock arms in the battle, get to share how God's been at work in their lives and where they see uh, the battles just overtaking them, and uh, learning that it uh, is not through their own power that they're going to get through those battles, but through the power of Christ himself. And uh, uh, we're going to be going into God's Word in a way that uh, allows that Word to reflect back and speak God's voice into your life, to let the Holy Spirit bring transformation and change in ways that uh, are going to have men leaving there just knowing that they can win this battle, that it's not about their own journey. It's about their journey of of letting the Savior come alongside them and guide them um, to the answers that they need to have. Amen. You know, and we uh, left our own devices. The enemy is is too strong for us, okay? We know this. But with Christ, we've already won the battle, all right? And the enemy is afraid of Jesus Christ. So we must be in Christ. And Christ lives in us, guys and girls, everybody listening to this right now. He courses through your veins right now as you sit wherever you are right now. When you awaken that inside of you, when you get an understanding of that, when you now are truly empowered and you leave a weekend like that, going forward as a new person, everything looks different, everything looks better. The good times are so magnified, and the hard times much easier to deal with. And that's about sustainability. That's the sustainability we're going to give you that weekend. Amen. It's time now for our book highlight segment. The books we're highlighting today are Pursuing Promise, written by myself, Brian Zoss, and Eli Gonzalez. Uh, This book uh, applies principles of life to God's calling on Eli's life and his walk alongside alongside others. And as we go through and I talk about life and leadership coaching, Eli shares his own personal journey. Uh, so we offer that book up to you, as well as Pete O'Shea's Pain Was My Friend. As we go in uh, right now, we invite you to call into our studio line, 855-265-2929. 855-265-2929. Remember, read the book. Don't wait for the movie. So, Eli, we've got quite a big goal to pursue as we look at leadership, stewardship, fellowship, discipleship, mentorship, and friendship at this conference. It's a lot of ships. It is a lot of ships. So how do we get these ships sailing in one night and one day together? Uh, Well, you know, the key to everything is just showing up. You know, uh, uh, you just got to show up. God has something for you. You need to take the steps to get there. You know, the provision is laid out in front of you. Just walk to where he's leading you. If you just show up, he will show out. Amen. And so as we look for God to lead us, to guide us, to direct us through the conversations, part of the whole journey that men have to take is all about communication. And no matter what role we're talking about in their life, communication is key. And so we're having you speak at the conference. We're having you bring a passion that's been burning inside of you for a long time. I've watched you grow the ghost publishing. What an amazing journey. Uh, Why do you think God's called you on that journey and brought you to this place? Uh, well, you know, it, it has very little to do with me, and it's all, it all has to do with, uh, with uh, the, the favor of the Lord. Um, I, I actually um, wrote my first book for a former pastor who, uh, who was having trouble with the manuscript. He knew I wrote. 
uh, and he sent it over to me, and I, I fixed it for him. And then when he uh, resent it uh, to Zulon Press, the largest Christian self-publishing company in the country, they asked him, who, who, who rewrote this for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, he told them it was me. They came and, and got in touch with me, and they, they, they quickly made me an offer to become one of their ghostwriters. Uh, however, Brian, and, and you know the story well, uh, you know, what they were paying wasn't anything near what I was making at the time. Right. So, uh, you know, I had to decline it. But uh, as the months uh, continued to, to pass by, uh, God just let me understand that, that he gave me a gift to write. And if I put my gifts uh, into the kingdom, everything else was just going to take care of itself. So this has become a ministry and a calling for you, not just a vocation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've written books that I know of, uh, uh, of that, that have, uh, people have been saved by it. Uh, people have gone back to college. People have lost weight. Um, you know, I have been blessed to write books, um, or write words in books that, uh, that have really made an impact on people's lives. And, 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 and that's all God. Uh, remember, as we're on the show today, we're talking about our Men's Impact Weekend coming up in May. It's the Empower Men's Conference, empowering men to pursue others and win every race. This will be Friday, May 29th from 6 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. and Saturday, May 30th from 8.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Dr. Raul Surano, who will be participating with us from Maximize Living in a Night Chiropractic, says, God only gave us one life. It's empowered by the Holy Spirit. We need to maximize it, working in Him and through Him. And so as we look at this conference, we invite you all to come out and join us at Countryside Christian Center, May 29th and May 30th. You can register for the event at www.pursuingpromise.com slash events. Again, www.pursuingpromise.com slash events. Sitting here today with Eli Gonzalez uh, as he continues to take forward uh, his amazing journey with uh, Ghost Publishing. And uh, he's going to be joining us at the conference to share with men what it means and how to best communicate in all your roles in life. So, Eli, as uh, you look at what, it, what you do as a, a publisher and you look at the ghostwriting, how does that really feed into what men can do in their everyday life? Uh, well, I mean... Without communication, everyone is lost, blind, deaf, uh, and all our senses are, are, are gone. Uh, so so in, in, in essence, I, I'm a professional writer. I, I get paid to communicate on behalf of others. Uh, and, and, and that is why I'm speaking on communication here at this Empower Conference. The Bible is very clear on ways to strengthen communications with God and, and, and everyone we have relationships with. However, in the church, marriages are struggling all over. Hmm. You yes, know, when, when, when kids get old enough to move out of the house, they tend to have great relationships with mom, but rarely talk to dad. You know, there is a reason for this. And, and the reason is that men just don't know how to properly communicate. It's not that we don't have that love inside of us or we have the will to connect uh, with our own family members. It's that we don't really know how. It's, you know, I mean, for, for some for some people, it, it comes natural. Uh, but for many others, uh, it takes it takes practice. It's an art form. Yeah. And I think about my own journey and it's um, so easy as you're out there and you're engaging uh, in the world and you're inv- and, and inviting conversation with others. Um, you just speak with a grace and a mercy and then you get behind closed doors. And it's so easy in the relationship with your wife and the relationship with your kids to just let your tongue get the best of you, to let it get away and to uh, communicate and, and 
a not-so-grace-filled way, to communicate in ways that don't show Christ at the center of your relationship. And, and after it's all said and done, it, you regret it, and you wish you could take the words back. But once they're out of your mouth, they're released into that relationship. So how do we, have, how do we find healing once we've uh, stepped on, on, on others with our words? You know, words can get us in a jam, but words can also get us out. Hmm. And so in what ways do you see words getting us out of that jam as we go through? You know, like, P- like Peter Shea was saying earlier, it's, it's speaking with that language of love. You know, the problem is that, that, uh, that, that many of us men that, that work outside of the home, we, we, we really emphasize and, and put a lot more into, into our, our relationships outside the house. And when we come in, we kind of shut down as if it doesn't matter as much when uh, the opposite is the truth. It's it's our children that need that that, that need to hear uh, uh, God's voice through us. It's our wives that need to be comforted and and empowered for them to do stuff uh, through us through through what us men say. Absolutely, my wife and I are blessed in uh, being able to be national directors for Navigators Life and Leadership Coaching. We get to come alongside men and women every day who are going through this battle and this journey of. Uh, trying to figure out the best way to communicate uh, in their homes, in, in their workplace, in their ministries. And one of the things that uh, Debbie and I have learned in our journey is how powerful just a time of affirmation uh, as spouses, as mm. husband and wives. And uh, part of our journey, we're heading on a mission trip coming up here this weekend to, to Nicaragua to train up 70 pastors and their wives. And one of the things we're looking at is this idea of affirmational prayer and actually sitting across from your spouse and letting the Holy Spirit speak what those words of affirmation should be that you that that he wants to lay on your mind about your husband or about your wife and then praying those over them and Debbie and I experienced it was the most powerful journey as husband and wife mm-hmm. in the 25 years we've been married it was just amazing well you know the, the bible says that once we once we are saved every spiritual gift we have Mm. Uh, God doesn't hold back. The moment that we accept Jesus Christ as our as our personal Lord and Savior, we have full access. But a lot of people don't live that way. They 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 they, they feel like you know the uh, their pastor or their men's leader has a a more direct uh, access to God when that is not the truth. The the truth is it's it's like we all have these ingredients to make a lasagna. Hmm. And that's what you're going to get here at this Empower Conference. A lot of men are stuck looking at the ingredients. Um, and and, and they, they have the ability to make this lasagna. What we're going to do is give applications. We're going to lay out the recipe on how to take those ingredients and make it something yummy and delicious. And it's going to be a recipe that's built around health, spiritual health, relational health, emotional health, physical health. Everything that health entwines is going to be in that recipe. Uh, so as we take and, and we start to move forward, um, we're able to not only bring that recipe forward again and again um, and have it be full of the taste of the Holy Spirit and how we engage with our spouses, engage with our kids, engage with those in the workplace, um, but it's truly about building a recipe that's going to be engaged and, and drawn from God's Word and Scripture. Absolutely. I mean, we are called to, to be uh, uh, the light of the world. Mm. We are the salt of the earth. You know, uh, and we just got to find a way how to get our mess. Every single person that's hearing me right now, you have a calling upon your life. You are not here by accident. What you are doing right now may not be what the Creator has designed for you to do. So come to the Empower Conference, connect with other men, and connect with God. Find out how to live a healthier life, how to communicate better, and watch your life 
changed. Watch it be transformed. Yeah, when we're in a place where our spiritual growth is driving a purpose-filled life and, and we're in a line to God's will in our journey, uh, how much more powerfully we can in, impact the coworkers that come alongside of us as, as men in the workplace, how much more powerfully we can impact the clients that come into our businesses. And when we talk about becoming a leader, it truly is walking alongside those that are in our life. And whether it's a coworker, whether it's a business leader, whether it's a client, uh, we can be different to make difference makers. God can help us lift us up and, and give us the, the right way to come alongside someone um, that lifts up their journey and empowers them uh, through the Holy Spirit also. Uh, whether, whether they're a believer or not, God's at work in their hearts and their minds as well. And the way in which we represent Christ could be the seed that shows them how Christ could be at work in their lives. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with more. As a matter of fact, my dear friend, uh, Sensaria Baldwin, who actually hosts a show here at uh, uh, 1 o'clock on Sundays, uh, she is working on a book called Do You Know You? Mm. And, 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 and without knowing the Creator, you don't know you. Without communicating effectively with your Creator, you don't know you. You know the you that your parents told you you were. You know the you that your economic status says that you are. You know the, new, the you that your race says that you are. But without knowing the, communi- uh, the Creator, your Creator, you don't know you. And in this Empower Conference, we're going to give you a lot of, uh, of, 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 like we've said before, real life uh, a- applications that you can just just uh, just just implement in order to know what the creator wants of you. Yeah, and unlike other conferences where you go and you sit there and you just listen to someone from the stage talk for 45, 50 minutes and and try to feed information into, Mm -hmm. this conference is not about that. We're about 15 to 20 minutes from the stage, someone teeing up a topic that is steeped in God's word and then turning it over to the table groups and allowing groups of eight to 10 men at a time to wrestle through those issues, to look at what does it mean uh, in God's eyes to be a better father? What does it mean in God's eyes to be a better husband? What does it mean in God's eyes to run a business in a way that makes a difference from a Christian perspective and to apply it to our life immediately upon leaving? Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, as you mentioned, it's it's not uh, a conference where there's going to be long-winded speakers. We're going to talk for 10 to 15 minutes. And during that time, God is, uh, the, the Holy Spirit is going to deposit something inside of you. And then you're going to have the opportunity to flesh it out. You're going to be, There's going to be table leaders, and uh, you're going to discuss what uh, what we've been uh, talking about. And, and you're going to come away with a clear understanding of what God's message for you is in, in every particular topic. And many times through life, I hear people say that uh, we need to get balance. Balance is missing from our lives. And mm-hmm. as I think about the way balance comes at us from the world, they say, well, to balance, you got to have, you know, your own personal life perspective. You got to have the balance in your workplace and you got to have the balance where you're you're actually able to go in and invest in your family. And if those things aren't balanced, then you're out of balance and, and, and life isn't working. But see, I don't see it that way. I see God's perspective and, and God's word looking at us and saying, if you want to be in balance, know my perspective. Perspective, know God's mm-hmm. perspective. Let that be your due north. And as that perspective starts to reveal your purpose, your calling, as you said earlier, then I've got his perspective. I've got his purpose for me. I can put that into my life and start to set priorities that make sense. And when I set those priorities, they become my daily practices. They become step after step that I take. And everything else starts to drop off the radar screen. And that's a balanced life. That's when we're walking in balance. Right. And in order to live that kind of life, you have to live your life intentionally. You have to know the steps because you can want to do something, but without knowing how to do it, you can want all you want. You're not going to be able to do it. 
So 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 it's it's the knowing how. It's it's the it's the knowing the secrets behind maximized living. It's knowing how to, to, to say I love you to someone without feeling shame. It's, it's knowing how to live through hurt and pain. It's by knowing how to communicate. It's by, it's by knowing how to walk alongside someone, or it's by knowing how to let, allow someone to walk alongside you in your, in, in, through your, your, your innermost struggles. Uh, you know, so, so it's, like I said, you can want to do something as badly as, as anything, but without knowing how to do it, you're lost. Yeah, and it's something that God intended for us to do in relationship. Nothing that, that he intended for us was meant to be done alone. So as we go in and we look at this conference, we look at how to empower men, uh, the first place is to empower them in upreach, to, to reaching out into a stronger devotional life with the Lord, to a, a life where they go to him and not only tell him what they want, they actually stop and they wait and they listen for him to guide them and direct them and, and give them his voice into their journey. I call it coffee with Jesus, uh, and uh, that's in the book Pursuing Promise uh, with 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 my life and leadership coach, uh, Mr. Brian Zass, uh, here with a white shirt, not a pink one. Thanks for that, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. Like you're last welcome. time I was here, the 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 host had a pink shirt on. Well, I think Jim would say salmon. Oh. I think we had that whole argument, and it was salmon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I thought I'd come neutral with the uh, with the white shirt today, and uh, just not stir up any trouble, but you didn't even let that go by. You brought it up anyway. There was no way I was going to let Jim Brangen Bergen begin <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think he, he looked great in the salmon shirt. I just want to say that. He looked great. Um, you know, I think that as we move forward, um, you know, just to get the slimmer look, he might want to add some downward stripes to the shirt. But other than that, I think it was looking great on him. He wore it well. So as we, uh, as we move into uh, looking at uh, how we can empower men, how we can take the journey forward. Uh, one of the things that is important, I believe, is is how we how we put things into practice and how we make them real. And like I said, God wants that to be in a relationship, not only with him, but with others. And so for us to truly engage and truly to move forward, I believe it, it means men locking arms with other men, uh, men holding men accountable and speaking truth and love into those men's lives, which I don't think a lot of men do today. Mm. You know, you know, and I go back to to the book that Sansaria is, is writing right now. Do you know you? You know, when when you realize that you're not here for you, that you're here to serve others, uh, and when you realize how to do that, you 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 know, when you start to fulfill and as you start to walk in God's calling for your life. Uh, you know, it's not that that that, uh, that birds sing every time you you walk by and life gets easier, uh, but you live a fulfilled life. And, and, and at the end of the day, that's what we all want to live. We all want to live a life worth living. Yeah. And the only way we do that is by living life the way God wants us to. John 10.10, 10, a life of abundance. That's his promise. But for that promise to come to fruition, uh, we need to see God's word. We need to live God's word. We need to see it played out in our lives every single day. And I think that uh, that's the power of watching yourself, Pete O'Shea, Dr. Raul Serrano, all come together in, in a place where our, our goal is to feed men and to raise them up spiritually in ways that uh, only Christ can. It, it, it's going to be dynamic. It's it's in, in, in every sense of the word. The Holy Spirit will show up. The question is, will you? And I always say in this journey, uh, there is only one teacher, and all the rest of us are students. Um, and what a powerful journey to have four students up on the stage, just coming alongside other men, sharing our our experience with Christ and how He's made a difference in our lives. 
So as we um, you know close out this segment, I just want to encourage the men that are out there, uh, don't be afraid to, to engage and come to this Empower Conference. I know when you start to hear about, oh, this is a conference where I have to participate, there's a fear that rises up. So as we go into uh, closing out this segment, I just want to, you know, once again, focus on what it means. Why, why are men afraid to be vulnerable, afraid to be transparent in front of other men and, and to share where some of the woundedness is that they can overcome. What do you think, Eli? You know, we, we, uh, we grow up with this machismo. We grow up knowing how men are supposed to be. You know, depending how old you are, you know, you grew up looking at the, at the Fonz as being the, the epitome of cool. Mm. You know, somebody didn't let anything get to him. Some, somebody that regardless of, of what was going on, he was always Mr. Cool. His hair was always in place. Uh, you know, he, he never had to work too hard to, to do anything. I would have thought you were a little too young for the Fonz, but uh, now you've dated yourself. You put yourself out there. Um, uh, I got a couple you know? gray, gray, gray hairs coming out <laughs> in, the, in the old goatee here. <laughs> so for those who haven't seen Happy Days in the Fonz, uh, check it out in reruns on, uh, I don't even know what station they show it on. Online, probably. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and, for, and for many others, you know, culturally, there, there's this machismo thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and uh, especially, you know, when, when you know, a lot of firstborns are told, you know, you're the man of the house now. You know, there's a whole generation of, of, of men growing up uh, with a single mother who is told, you know, you're the man of the house. Mm. You know, and they're 10, 11, and 12. And they grow up that way, and they get this false sense of, of or ideology of what being a man is. And what the world says a man is is so different than what we really are. You know, uh, the world handicaps our emotions. They, you know, we're, we're, we're so guarded. We're so scared to let others in. We're so scared to let others know, you know what, we're not perfect. Right. And I know when you and I first met, um, you know, part of that uh, um, macho guy was coming out in you. You were putting up the guard. You were. Oh, you I don't were, remember that. <laughs> you were shielding uh, <laughs> where, where the journey was going. Um, and, you know... God just uh, blessed me in my journey to learn along the way that the more I revealed myself and the more I showed my own weaknesses, that it opened up the door to other men. And so I know that in our journey together, mm-hmm. uh, as two men just coming alongside each other and growing to love each other in, in just a way where we can feed truth of God's word in each other's lives, it's been so powerful to see um, how spiritually you've grown in this area to just allow um, other men in to, to see the brokenness, see some of the places where God's trying to work on you. Yeah, absolutely. When 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 you can open up with uh, with, with someone else with, with with other men and let them know struggles you're going through, but they still see the joy of the Lord in your smile, but they still see you, you know, raising your hands and 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 uh, and, and doing stuff for the kingdom. You know that that is more impactful than them thinking that they're that, that you're perfect. Hmm. Uh, so 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 uh, in our journey, when you would open up to me about uh, you know um, uh, your, your just different situations, it was so much easier for me to to to, to want to take your advice because it, it's like. Hey, you know, he's not perfect either, but he's still in the struggle. He's not stopping. He's not quitting. He's not quitting the race. He's not saying this is just too much for me. Hey, you know, it, it was it was so much easier for me to to be inspired to continue on knowing that you were going through stuff as well. Yeah, and it's in the midst of those battles where uh, as you hear one guy's story and, and you're starting to come alongside um, and you feel the, the battle that they're going through, to, to be able to come alongside and say, you're not alone. Um, God's had me down this path before. And it may not be exactly the same, and I'm not you know, wanting to discount the journey you're on, but one thing I've learned is that 
every pain God's taking me through, as, as we even hear Pete O'Shea talk about, you know, the, the journey through pain that, that he did, which was a physical pain. Um, as we look at that experience, every experience we've been through, every battle, every struggle, every pain that we've experienced, God uses it powerfully to impact the lives of others. It's a story. It's a story that we can retell and talk about how Christ made us different in that journey. Absolutely. When we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, mm-hmm. uh, it is it is oftentimes for somebody else's benefit. It is so that we can uh, reach out to the Lord, see his hand come and grab us through there, guide us through there so that we can then say, hey, look at where I was, but look at where I am now. I'm not perfect now, but I'm not where I was before. I know I'm going to be in, this, in, 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 in the shadow again, but I'm no longer scared of it. I know who guides me. I know who holds my my uh, my, my future, and and and, uh, and 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 it's by being open and it's by being honest um, that, that 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 men learn from one another. Yeah, and I remember the first time uh, a mentor actually looked into my life, and I was you know, woe is me. This battle's going on. How am I going to get through this struggle? And he stopped me in my tracks, and it was like being hit, just running into a brick wall and stopping. And he just looked at me and he goes. What makes you think this is about you? (laughs) And and it just, when that hit me, I'm like, what makes me think this is about me? And he goes, maybe God has you in this battle for the other people that are in the battle going through something else, some other experience. Maybe it's so that some other brother can see you going through the battle and actually watch you and you're an example to guide them through. It just amazed me how it's so easy for men to be prideful and to let that Mm -hmm. ego rise up and say, oh yeah, this is about me, when it's not. It's not. uh, we, We are here for him. We are. And as we go through and when we hear God's voice speak into our lives, um, as men, we can play that back. And I looked at that mentor at the time, and, and all I could say was thank you. And all I could say to the Lord was praise you. Praise and thank you for bringing this man into my life, because he was bold enough at the time to say, it's not about you. It's about what God wants to accomplish in you and through you. And when you figure that out, you're going to go through every battle praising him and wanting him to use you even more powerfully the next time. Absolutely. Either way you look at it, uh, we are going to go through 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 tough times. It's either the the, the choice is the choice is are you going to cry through it or are you going to praise through it? Yeah, and, and and even through the tears, which sometimes are necessary. Sometimes mm-hmm. we need to be broken, and, and the tears aren't bad. How we come out of those tears and how we respond to those tears are what makes the difference in the journey ahead and demonstrates our true character. Is our character in the Lord or is our character in our ego? And that's what I think we're going to take away from this Empower Men's Conference as we bring men together, let them share those battles, and let let them point each other to the Lord to guide them out of that battle. Absolutely. It, it's uh, funny that you mentioned uh, the word brokenness. We're working on a book for uh, uh, Pastor Ga- uh, Gabby Mejias hmm. uh, called The Miracle of Brokenness. And, uh, and, and that's exactly it. You know, we're all going to go through that period where we feel broken, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and it's, it's the miracle of brokenness is your testimony. Yes. It's, 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 it's how you see God's hand come upon you and protect you and guide you through it. And, and being able to stand up and say, look at what God did in me. Amen. And as we uh, look at how God works in us and through us at times, uh, I'm amazed. I'm amazed that he even wants to use me as a vessel. Uh, I don't feel worthy of it. I don't think that uh, I'm the vessel that, that should be used in, in many cases. And yet God says, no, 
I need you to be this vessel for me now. I need you to be the man that's going to step up. Well, and that's so, so true. So many of us, you know, we've gone through this period of, of, of Christianhood where, uh, you know, we, we didn't really, they weren't really teaching about this all-forgiving God and this grace. You know, uh, I grew up uh, living, if, that if I did the littlest thing wrong, that God was just going to basically turn his back on me. Yep. Uh, and that's not true. That, that is, is not, not true truth. at all. And, and we know that as Christ followers. So as we uh, look at uh, coming to the end of another show of I Work For Him, uh, we keep talking about Christ followers on this show. Are you a Christ follower? Does life make sense to you? Do you wonder what it's all about? If you haven't come to a place in your life where you realized you needed a Savior and trusted in Jesus Christ to become Lord of your life, then email me at brian.zoss at pursuingpromise.com or Jim Brangenberg at jim at iworkforhim.com. And I will tell you, he will tell you how life has never been the same since we put our faith, our faith in Jesus Christ himself. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.